the the Independence Mobile site is straight ass. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it is insane how bad it is because it loads poorly, yeah. and then it's got a video ad at yeah. the top that you can't. It's got one of those like impossible X's to close it, mm-hmm. and then it's got another video ad that stays paused at the begin at the beginning of when you load the page. But then if you if you exit out of the top ad, the the bottom one starts right. to play, and then so you close out of that one, and then there's another banner ad and every time you try to uh click off of the top like every time you try and exit out of the uh the top video ad the the original buster the other one pops back up well and also it would crash the page for me like it would the the page would stop and i had to like i had to like exit out of it and reload it so you're like like independent is for desktop i was just like we just straight might not be talking about this on the show today (laughs) (laughs) I'm i'm not pulling that i don't pull things up on my computer yeah, he's like I don't, I don't use a computer for that. I he's like, I use my phone, <laughs> which is just a smaller computer. Yes, it's a tiny computer, <laughs> but it's the one that I'm the most comfortable with yeah, reading. This is on. what I like to, <laughs> I like to read on. Maybe I should get an iPad, and it would that would solve some of these problems. I guess that'd be a step, like a a transition, maybe to get to the desktop, mm-hmm. or you just don't want to ever. I mean, I'm not opposed to using my desktop, mm-hmm. but like I never really use. A desktop for anything outside of work. I think this is a cultural difference. I think that culturally you were not okay. Maybe cultural is the wrong word. I think this is a like a like a developmental difference. Yeah, because I grew up hardcore PC gamer. Right. So for me, the PC, the desktop has been the end all be all forever, and it has taken me a long time to even understand why people use smartphones a lot. And why they have tablets like tablets for a while I thought were like a ludicrous notion. Yeah, because because I was so entrenched in my way of thinking, like, why do you want this like not powerful, just big touchscreen that you carry around? I think it's like most people because do you leave your house? Like who leaves your house? I'm here in my own room all the time (laughs) and play video games. So obviously this is what I use. Yeah. Well, if you're not gaming on your computer yeah. and you're not even really, if you don't like, if it's a personal device, because a lot of people I think now have, just have work computers that they do most of their word processing or like any sort of like office suite functions on. Do you, do you think that they just like to keep, do you like to just keep your work computer? No, yeah. pl- no pleasure on it. Like no, Mostly, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, I not do. even, I not do. even in, in treat that foolishness into your life no i don't because like i literally i have like i I have two monitors when i work either when when i work at home or in the office i have like i have dual monitors in both places so i'll keep my laptop screen closed unless i absolutely have to be on a video call and then i have like my phone on a on a cradle that like just holds it up so that it can face me Mm -hmm. and if i want to watch like a video or like read something or like look at whatever facebook tiktok whatever i'll just do it all on my phone it's on your phone yeah, but like I didn't get the the tablet thing for a little while either. But I think like I get it now. No, yeah. now I understand. Yeah, what if, the tablet is for. It that, is for viewing things. Yeah, because it's a much bigger screen. I think for like ninety percent of people, also like a personal computer is just a an internet browser machine. Yeah, I think so too. I, yeah, I just think it was the way I developed in my like niche arena kind of gave me a different perspective and it took a while to start to see the other side Yeah, by, you know, one going outside a lot more. Yeah. 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 Traveling, 
you know, using devices for different things. Like if I'm on a shoot, I need to communicate. The phone obviously is the best way. I mean, well, a lot of things. It just a lot of like life kind of shapes you into yeah. the different devices. I, I'll never be a big tablet guy, but graphic designers, it's like it's indispensable. It's number one. They don't even, you know, it's not even a question. Oh, dude, iPad Pros are the business. Like, they're, they're dope. They're dope. dope. I mean, they're expensive as all hell. Yeah. As all hell. Yeah. It's but it's like the stylus is expensive as hell and the Apple Watch is expensive as hell and all of Apple products are expensive as hell. I get I get it. They're they all perform at a high level. My I mean, my issues with Apple aren't with the performance of their yeah, devices. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I understand now. Mm-hmm. I've left behind the PC master race. Like I <laughs> that that was something of my teenage years into my twenties and now I understand that. Yeah, many devices from from many different folk. Sometimes, if I'm sitting like if I'm, I'll use my laptop to watch like Netflix or something. If I'm, like, yeah, no, yeah. like because if I get sick or something, like I'll I'll usually like sleep in a different room so that I don't get Aaron sick or at least try not to get Aaron sick. But like if we, so if I'm in there and I don't have like you know my TV on the wall, yeah, then I'll watch something on my laptop. But that's really the only time that I ever use my personal computer. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is a straight phone all the time. It's different strokes, Mike. Yeah. And Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Is this Merry Christmas? Oh, it will be when this comes out. It sure will. It's Monday today. But, you know, so if anything happens, uh, you know, between now and Christmas Eve, just know that it was fucking Monday and, you know, cut me a Christmas break. Cut me a Christmas break, too. <laughs> And his disrespect, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object, I object, I object. On what grounds is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Taft Snaps, the podcast that uh, took a little bit of a longer pause than usual between the, the cold open and the, what was going on the actual open. I just wanted to make sure that you were, you know, I saw you looking at your phone. I wanted to make sure you cool. <laughs> you worried about me. Yeah, I wanted okay. to make sure everything was good. Yeah, everything's good. I have been getting some serious texts lately, but... No, this wasn't a serious text. This, okay. this, I mean, it was serious in that it had to do with eggnog, which well, is go. a serious, Very serious thing, subject and something I do take seriously, and also something that I have really slacked on. Um, I don't know if it's because I've been more on a gym kick lately. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I apologize to my past and future self for <laughs> how not seriously I've taken eggnog. Sorry. Not Ed Nog. <laughs> Eggnog. I was like, who is Ed Nog? Ed, I, and why have you not been taking him seriously? Is he a joke to you? Is it, I think it's it's hard to take Eggnog seriously. Does he seriously. present himself foolishly? Is he, uh, uh, is he impish? Is, is he waifish? <laughs> is he not a serious man? Is he of the QAnon yeah. folk? Who know, what, what, what is his ilk? <laughs> but Eggnog. Yeah. Eggnog has always been something I've been passionate about. So it's but you like to drink a, a good hearty glass of eggnog. Yeah. And it's hard to justify, at least to, yes. for, for me, yes. sitting down and just in ten minutes drinking like a thousand calories. One a night though is my I've always I'm like one glass of eggnog yeah. a night. But yes, yes, it will bury any work I do. Yeah. 
One of my favorite uh, holiday experiences was I had a friend uh, when in my early 20s who who kept chickens, and uh, we used... You having a little trouble with that microphone there? You know, I'm just, I just like to... I, I'm just a little compulsive. Fiddler. I like to fiddle with it. I'm sure it sounds great for everybody. Yeah. Just hearing like... <laughs> but he kept chickens, so we had eggs, and we made like we made eggnog, which was a little. That's a little difficult. A little. It was a little sketchy because, uh, you know, the eggs aren't pasteurized, so and, it, and they're you use raw eggs yeah, yeah. to make eggnog. But we did put a, a good bit of bourbon into it. So you you did this, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I've seen eggnog uh, attempted to be made before, and it didn't turn out so great. Yeah, but yours turned out pretty good. This turned out great. It turned out great. You know, it, and it, it did have a lot of bourbon in it. Was this uh, uh, a guy named Lodi Bumbody or Bumbody? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a guy named uh, uh, Flirt uh, Trogel, Trogel, Trogelsdy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I'm, I'm glad we don't have to bleep her, you know. Take any of that. So we just made their names goofy. Yeah, those are those are just complete. Lodi Bumbody. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this uh, never would have survived high school. Homemade <laughs> never would have made it past me. Just know any bum booties out there that there are natural predators yeah. waiting for you. Man, if I were a teacher, see, this is how I know that I couldn't be a teacher for real. <laughs> you would because, definitely laugh. Because if I had, well, and I would like, I'd do this sort of naturally. Like if you have a funny first last name combo, I will only ever call you by your first and last name. So like if it, if there if 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 Lodi Bombodi were yeah. were in my class, I would just be like Lodi Bombodi. What you got to say, Lodi Bombodi? Yeah. I'd be like popcorn, Lodi Bombodi. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He'd be like Mr. Kelly, always fucking with me. <laughs> well, speaking of people who are always fucking with me, from CNN Business, Goldman Sachs cuts U.S. economic forecast after Joe Manchin rejects Build Back Better. This is your new dude. I, I think this is Liam's 2021 guy. Yeah. Or he, yeah, because we were, we were heavy on the Mitch McConnell for the longest time. And now mm-hmm. I think Joe Manchin's really been your guy this year. Mitch has kind of, I mean, he's still dastardly. He's still, uh, but he, I mean, he's not, his party's not in power. Mm-hmm. I mean, they for are, <laughs> they are some, some, you know, bastards. And I have more to say about them as a result of these actions of Joe Manchin. Um, but, yeah, Joe Manchin is now the uh, he's like he's like I'm co-president. He's like if y'all wants to pass some legislation, I don't care if 48 of y'all are on board. It's up to me. I'm that boy. I am the decider. He's like I'm that one. He's like less than 300,000 people voted for me, but I have complete control over what gets passed into law and what It's doesn't. over 350 million people. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Less than 300,000 people. Yeah. Voted for this guy. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yep. And I mean, he's a fucking like lawyer who's in the pocket of big coal who lives on a yacht. Like he leave summation. <laughs> Lodi bum booty. <laughs> yeah, so Joe Manchin's little bitch ass said that he's not like gonna vote for bill back better he's like i've tried everything i can try and i can't i just can't i mean this article is about golden Sachs projections for the u.s economy going down like because he's he won't vote on this 
big infrastructure. It's this huge influx of spending. Well, it's, no, it's that more, would, yes, more spending, not the infrastructure. On this yeah, one. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's both. It's like yeah. it's it's Biden's entire economic climate, like uh, social agenda, halfway, like mostly. It's and it's really all down to Joe Manchin. All down to Joe Manchin, and probably. I mean, if I think if he voted yes, Kirsten, I think Kirsten Cinema is. I don't know if she said anything about yay or nay on Bill Back Better, but she would fall the fucking line if she were the only person. I don't think she. I think she would fold, but like. He's just so much bullshit has come pouring out of this man's mouth. Like at first he was like, "Well, I just don't know if we can get it." Like Bernie was like six trillion. He was just like, "Well, I just don't know the economic if we're gonna handle this this much debt." And I just don't know if some of these climate incentives. I don't know about this child tax credit and i just don't know about this paid family leave we we can compromise though and i i want some i want some people to be on board we see if trying we get some republicans if we can and then we went and did all that shit we fucking ex-nade his child tax credit we ex-nade his fucking paid family leave and we passed a bipartisan infrastructure bill and every smart progressive worth their fucking salt was like no let's not do this because as soon as he gets what he wants, he's going to renege and he's going to be like, oh, I don't, it's hard. And everybody from the president to like moderates in Congress were just like, no, we've come to an agreement. And like he's got what he wanted on on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So now we're going to get we're going to I mean, we might have to make some concessions, obviously, but we'll get Bill Back Better passed and we'll get it passed before Christmas. And then he's like all of a sudden within a couple of weeks, he's like. I need to see, um, I need it to get a, 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 a debt grade and I need it to, um, like, I just, I, I want to actually let's forecast, um, and just, you know, hypothetically see if some of these programs are funded after the life of the bill. Like once the bill is over, like once and all the spending is done, I'm just going to actually assume that these programs will be funded past the, the end of the bill. And, uh, I'm going to add that into the total cost of the bill in my mind. And now it's too expensive because I've hypothetically made it more expensive. It is now too expensive for me to vote yes on in good conscience and like for the people of West Virginia. And it's like, really, you just like, you just kicked the ball out as far as you could kick it. And then you finally had to make a decision like between the American people and your special interest groups who are giving you all your fucking cash and like are probably going to give you a real hot seat on a board when you're done in Congress. And you were like, well, now that I've got no more rope, let me just go ahead and say, fuck everybody in the club. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he's, I mean, well, do you think this is political suicide for him moving forward? I mean, does he care is a question, but look, but clearly right will the democrats not help him at all on anything I uh, yeah I, don't, I mean i'm sure they would support like the dnc or and and you know maybe progressives in his own state but he's from fucking west virginia like they would maybe oppose him or like not give him as much money or support but he's from west virginia so like all of the he's like playing hits right now yeah for his constituents which like he's just farming and coal. That's all that's in West Virginia is a bunch of opioid addicts and coal miners. Yeah, and that's all. And I mean, sorry, West Virginia. Sorry, West Virginia. But like y'all, you know it's true. That's. I mean, you, <laughs> I think you are like kind of dead last in every single positive category. You're not leading the pack. I mean, it's like I mean, it's not like George is too far ahead of you, but but we like can, we can at least say that West Virginia. You know. Yeah, y'all need to go to Bloomingdale's and get some dresses because. Damn. From the look of this still image on CNN of him like head down walking through the hallway, 
Do you think that he's imagining himself played by Tom Hanks in a couple of years in a movie about mm-hmm. how he stood resolutely against like the populace yeah. of his party by doing what's right and like we won't realize how great of a man he is until he's dead like do you think that's yes. what's going on is some romantic nonsense yeah he, he clearly has these like esoteric notions of moderation and bipartisan like cooperation and you like n- not kowtowing to to the the extreme of either party and that's how governing gets done but it's like and i mean he can probably th- and while you know all the while pocketing money from special interest. Well, groups. that's the that's the rub, right? Yeah, because like you can be um, an intellectual like that that famous uh, speech that gets brought around every now and again in Parliament, where that World War II veteran over in England like stood up against uh, the uh, uh, Iraq War and talked about how growing up in London being bombed. Like how it was, he's like, what's the difference between that and the, no, it's the Afghanistan war. What's the dif- No, the Iraq war, I'm sorry. What's the difference between that and bombing Iraqis? Like, mm-hmm. are they not people? Like, and gave this really impassioned speech and stood up against a popular wave, but I don't feel like it's the same here. I'm saying no. like, you can take that stance and I'll be like, you know what? He's right and a bunch of people are wrong, but I don't feel like that's what we're getting from Joe Manchin. No, and like this idea that... It's just like, we're, you're just going to have to pay all my constituents and their children and grandchildren are just going to have to pay for this for years moving forward. It's just too much debt. It's too much to pay. And it's just like, compared to what, Joe? It's fucking, it's climate. Like, yeah. it's it's jobs. I don't think, like, people, I don't think we, we've really, like, grasped the climate situation. Yeah. And I think, at all. And we certainly are not, like, these... These are programs that, like, his constituents are going to directly benefit from. Yeah. Things like the child tax credit. Things like paid family leave. Like, our actual climate plan is going to probably keep West Virginia from being, like, underwater eventually. (laughs) But, like... I mean, the coal industry needs to be done away with. It's going to happen regardless. It's going to happen regardless. Whether the Republicans do it in 20 years... When there's literally no choice and like shit is constantly on fire and we're underwater or whether we start to take some progressive action now. But like speaking of the Republicans and Mitch McConnell, the thing that really just worries me about Joe Manchin fucking like high road and everybody and thinking that he's like fucking the the main character in an Aaron Sorkin political drama that's going to be produced in a few years is that like the Republicans are in lockstep and every single thing that he does to block Democrats, like they might be like, hell yeah. Okay, cool. But like, he's like, he's looking for compromise everywhere and he's not realizing that he's not going to get it from the Republicans and he's not giving it to his own fucking party. Like he's not, he's not compromising with anybody. He's like, we can either do it my way or we'll do nothing. And then maybe you give me what I want and then I won't do anything. It's like, so you're basically cool with like, in terms of blocking Build Back Better, you're making sure that like over half of Biden's whole political agenda that he campaigned yeah. on is not going to get put into law. Then like you're not for filibuster reform, so you're that means that like down the line you're not going to be able to fucking get voting rights taken care of. You're not going to be able to pass any other like not any other legislation. That's why this is all this is like this huge omnibus bill that they're having to pass through reconciliation is because they have to have 60 votes otherwise. And if you can find 10 Republicans that are willing to like not spit on 
a Democratic congressperson who is in a pit full of fire, like, yeah. then you, I will be a monkey's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But so it's, it's this or like nothing pretty much. And he's like, well, nothing. And he doesn't, he's not looking at it like, okay, so the Republicans are willing to like watch the economy crash while Democrats are in power just so they have something to campaign on and make sure that they can ensure power for the next 10 years. Yeah. So it's like, all right, so this is, this is my nightmare prediction. <laughs> Build back better doesn't get passed. I mean, maybe they, hopefully they come back in 2022 and they fucking pass something. I feel that, I mean, you can't be in on, on an island in yeah. your party. I, I don't know the pressures they've brought on Joe Manchin. I'm sure they've been extreme. I've seen videos of people bringing pressures, like being in his yeah. yacht and things, which, you know, I don't think are necessarily super dope, but he kind of is a sack shit. But it, it is not dope to, to do stuff like that. But yeah. um, he, I, I just, like how, you, you'll you be totally ineffective, completely. I mean, they, yeah. can, they can just be like, listen, we won't, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Well, and I think this is a lot of like he's just getting talked to by people who are making him assurances for when he's out of office. I mean, because, that must like, be it. That's got to be it. Because if like everyone, I've heard a lot of people say, and I've thought, had this thought too, like why doesn't fucking Biden or Chuck Schumer or whoever just get him in a back room and be like, fall the fucking line. Yeah. But like at this point, that's happened. I mean, like, it has happened. There is no way that they haven't like, yeah. that, that Biden hasn't been like, hey man, you need to fall the fucking line. Or like, line. forget it, dude. You're not getting reelected. Yeah. You're not going to get anything passed. You're going to go out here in, in total shame. Yeah. So I'm sure they've tried sweet talking them. I don't know what they have to do to get this thing past Joe Manchin, but yeah. how long is he going to be in office? That's a question too. Uh, I think his term's up in 2024. Oh, well shit. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, it doesn't matter. He's wavy gravy until like yeah. he's got, he's got three more years, but like also my nightmare prediction is that he just serves up, Dem Democrats in disarray to Republicans to campaign on in 2022 and 24. We lose the House and Senate and then like probably the White House because Biden's approval ratings will be in the fucking toilet because he hasn't done it wouldn't be able to have done half the shit he said he was going to do. I mean, this is the good part of yeah. the two parter. Yeah. The first part was like the necessary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the cream, you know, like this was the this was the cream and the cherry on the Sunday, bro. Yeah. And I mean, if we don't get voting rights passed because he's he, again, he's against filibuster reform, like, yeah. then that's a wrap. Like, that's like peace. We're gonna have to. We will. We we'll see y'all. You know, twenty twenty thirty one. Whenever the next census is done, and then maybe we've like done enough fundraising and organizing that we can have some nonpartisan, like third party people drawing maps. But otherwise, peace. I mean, the shit they did in Georgia this year. I mean, we covered it. It was just, they made it more difficult in every way for people to vote. Yeah. And, and that when you make things more difficult, it always affects the people lower down on the socioeconomic ladder more. So they made it more difficult for people of color to vote in every single way. Yeah. And which in fact hurts the democratic party considerably. Yeah. God, it is, it is rough being invested in American politics you know, because stuff like this happens and it's just like, it's like everything hinges on one person and it just, the, the, it sucks when you have just two parties because it's always life or death the way mm -hmm. it seems like every election is life or death. Like every bill is life or death. Like it always seems so weighted on both sides. Yeah. Well, like it's, man, I would like like four or five parties. 
Yeah, I would. I would like too. A because split then up of the power would make it so much more manageable. Because then it would people wouldn't be acting in this fucking us or them mentality so much yeah. because it's like if you you can't amass a majority in that way like you have to like actually stand on your your principles the shit you say you have to then do yeah. a lot more often well and like you you get out of this place where you have one governing party and one opposition party who's just trying to cut the legs out of whoever's in power and so nothing gets done. Like we're so disingenuous with yeah. each other. Like we we just we don't speak to each other fairly. Like in politics, and it's reflected on the public, and it's reflected on social media, and it's reflected when you talk in person. A lot of times, it, it we don't speak to each other truly, honestly. Like the conversation, the the back and forth jabs between Republican senators and Democratic senators is bullshit. Yeah. Like the talking points, I'm like, you don't believe what you're saying and you don't believe what you're saying fully either. Like you don't fully believe what you're saying. And it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's super frustrating. Because nobody can cross the lines. Like if you if you could potentially especially with a fifty fifty split. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we had fifty four Democratic senators, then like, yeah, we could probably get this reconciliation bill passed, no problem. But if it's less than sixty, like if you don't have like a sixty forty split minimum in the Senate, then your shit's just gonna get filibustered, and that's a wrap. Like you can't, and that's why you can't part and parcel out these huge laws and like into and, and and that affect all these different projects that need funding. Like, in what world are, is like the climate bill? necessarily wrapped in with like a child tax credit yeah program except where you have to fu- like you you literally cannot get anyone from the op- opposite yeah. party to vote with you on anything even on like mothers getting more money for child care like popular very very easy things to vote on yeah like but you can't just you can't pass one law at a time to do one thing at a time because otherwise you don't you just pass zero laws unless you're fucking voting to cut taxes and like for for millionaires and billionaires yeah but like they'll vote on that one yeah they'll vote on that one every time and they're and they're raised that they always give themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that clears fast. Yeah, clears unanimous. Fast in, a, in a hurry. But like, and you know, the vote to go home. <laughs> I imagine most people are like, yes, let's go. Let's let's stop working. Mm-hmm. But like, you just, when, when you have to pass your entire fucking, like, legislative agenda as as the, the, the White House, like the party in power, the executive party, in two bills. Yeah. What, how do you, how, how do you do that? Like two people, but there's Biden, Biden, when they were talking about when they were still in the the nether of the bipartisan infrastructure bill, Biden came out and he was just exasperated as fuck. Like I, I really felt for him and I don't usually feel for him, yeah. but he was just like two people. It was like my entire party is on board except for two people. And that means that means no. That's ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous shit. Happy Christmas. Spider-Man <laughs> opens to $260 million this weekend. Changes the movie business. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. I, I have not seen it either. I might try and go tomorrow. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow. We'll see. Tomorrow being Tuesday, so I may have already seen it by the time this comes out. <laughs> you like time traveling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this is from uh, from IndieWire.com, and we'll do a quick Liam summation right now. Yeah. 
yeah, they're making they're making hell of money on Spider Man. It's like one of the it's like the third highest opening weekend of all time. I think it I think that it was I thought it was on track to surpass. I thought it or I thought it did surpass Endgame. Oh, yeah, cool, I think so. I think it I thought it was uh Okay. With the biggest opening since Endgame. Yeah, okay, since so Endgame. So it's number two, yeah. I think. But I mean yes. it's huge. It's huge. Um West Side Story did terribly. Yeah, well but, so, okay. so did Nightmare Alley. Now Nightmare Alley I I wanna see and I'm interested in. West Side Story does not bother me that it did terribly. Steven Spielberg, you just remade a film and you didn't do anything new. Yeah. From like, what I saw from the previews, it looked like the exact same story, the exact same way. And I, I think it's 2021. You got to tell, if you're going to tell West Side Story, mm-hmm. you, you're going to need to do it in a fresh way. My thinking with West Side Story is that a few years ago, uh, A Star Is Born, like version five, five came yeah. out and made a bajillion dollars. So they were like, all right, let's put uh, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, that's a go. I was like, dude, this, like, West Side Story, I don't know, for me, I don't know how it is for younger audiences, but, like, I know that movie and that play, like, backwards and forwards. I've seen it a million times. The songs are iconic to me. The story is iconic. But it's, it's like, that is rife for a retelling. Yeah. With new nuance yes. and new aspects. Like, that is, that story was brilliant for its time. Yeah. And it is awesome there. But you can do West Side Story with a fresh spin. Like, Lin-Manuel, like, you yeah. know he would fuck West Side Story up if he did a modern retelling of West Side Story. Let him get in there. And But to just be like... Or if you just had, like, a talented writer get in there and update it to be socially relevant today. Yeah. I mean, granted, I haven't seen this new one, but the from the, the previews, I mean, it I looks like... The, it looked the, like the exact it, same movie. I was like, it looked it set in the same period. Yes, that's like, the thing. It, was, it wasn't modern. <laughs> yeah. It was set in the same period. It's the same story of a white guy... And Hispanic girl. Same songs. Of two rival groups yeah. falling in love. And like the gangs. I was like, it looked, looked just like the gangs. I saw the, they even show the op- the ending scene. They showed the whole movie in the previews because yeah. you've seen, because you know West Side Story. Yeah. You've seen it. There's no point in being like. Yeah, you're not going to get spoiled. It's the same story to <laughs> yeah. them. Like, I don't know. I, I was not. It, that's one of those things where I'm like, I think that y'all. uh are replacing creativity with money and name value right now because yeah. I mean I I should watch it before I go too hard on it so I mean but it's the kind of thing where like okay so the gist of this article before we continue is that it's a it's a good sign for the movies that the like Marvel IP is coming back and doing huge numbers yeah like it's it's a good sign that move the movies will like movie theaters will survive. Yeah. Like as we as we move, you know, into you know, stage year 2 of the pandemic and like kind of we've got vaccines now, people feel more comfortable going out, travel's coming back, but they're also like movie theater cuz for a while we didn't know. We were like are movies just going to like become a super niche rare thing. niche thing. But um the 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 other part of the, the, this article is that it's that trend is really only true for like big blockbuster superhero titles. Yeah. Marvel in particular, Marvel in particular, because Marvel, like the MCU is strong in its mountain. Yeah. Like, and people keep, people keep coming back. I'm torn on this. I'm torn on this because 
they're saying that the days of the adult like winter drama p- when drama drama might be coming to an end because I Nightmare Alley looks fresh and interesting. That's mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro. It's, that's a great director, and I think that's cool. I, you know, on one part, I'm happy that people are coming out and supporting seeing films in the big screen again. I like that. I, I've expressed on the show how much I enjoy going to the movies, and I think a lot of us feel the same. It's kind of an unimportant tradition and event for us, you know. Uh, but then another hand, I'm like, why, why? Why does it have to be superhero movies? Like I, I guess I I don't know. I guess I kind of was like I'm done with these, and I kind of felt like everybody was on board. And we were all like, let's let's get some new fresh ideas out there, or mm-hmm. some new characters, and, and I was like, come on, y'all. And it's like I got up, you know, like headstrong, walked out, was so confident that I didn't look back, mm-hmm. and everybody was still chilling. Yeah, and inside and they're like, yeah, whatever, fuck him. And, <laughs> and I just kind of uh, walked okay. out. All right, Tarver. and I'm just you know too stubborn to turn back. And so I'm just going to keep not going to see Marvel movies because yeah. I, I really don't want to keep making these, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool that, that people are still going to see movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in for, for a good Marvel movie. I'm excited. I, I do want to see I just, no, no way home because of all the, the hype, the, the hype and the nostalgia bombs. Like I want to mm. see, I want to see Toby up in there. see Toby again? Yeah. I was happy when Toby left. I like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I mean, three was bad, but one and two were bangers. Yeah, three was, three was bad. I am, I kind of clown on the first and the second one too. Just gonna be, be real <laughs> with you. But like Andrew Garfield, I liked him. I thought Andrew Garfield got done the dirtiest because I felt like he was the best Spider-Man. In terms of like his quippiness, yeah, like the look, the feel of him, I was like, this guy's Spider Man. He yeah. felt like Spider Man to me. I never felt like Toby was Spider Man. Yeah, but he just had the bad luck of being in Sony produced Marvel movies. He got fucked for like no reason. Yeah, just because Sony is trash. Yeah, but now they partnered with Marvel, and that's why yeah. the last ones have done such a great success. Well, Sony is trash compared to the MCU, and it's like, yeah, they they should have just tried to strike a sweetheart deal with Disney to just give them that IP. Yeah. Cause having separate non like Spider-Man movies, non connected to the MCU is dumb. Like I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this. I, I guess people are getting some level of satisfaction from these movies that I'm just not getting. Cause when I hear a good Marvel movie and I've said this to you before, the best I'm like the best, a good Marvel movie is, is like a feeling of like, that was a that was a fun ride. Yeah. That was like a that was like a little ride I went on. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't stimulated mentally. I mm-hmm. wasn't like I didn't have like tingles on the way home. Like I wasn't like, oh my God, that was a, that was stunning. I wasn't like I'm not puzzling over meaning or like, you know, trying to it, it didn't that's awaken any it. excitement in me. Yeah. It didn't but 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 to me, that is on, that's kinda like an it's like I don't know, they're I don't want to compare it to food directly, but it's it's not it's not like a a really great experience. It's a it's a good experience. Well, summer blockbusters are not for thinking. Yeah, but it's they like never a, it's, an, it's not summer blockbusters, but man, this is endless. I know they're, it's, they're, they're, it's see, not summer blockbusters. Well, that's the, that's the trend. Like the trend is different, not because blockbusters have stopped have changed. But yeah. because other movies have made started to make less money, and I mean, I think there's a a number of different things that go into that. I think it's not necessarily Marvel's fault, because if the movies weren't popular and profitable, 
they wouldn't make them. No, clearly a ton of people yeah. get a lot of enjoyment in them. And that's what I'm just saying. Like, I don't, there's something I am missing. I think the quality of people's home entertainment systems has risen incredibly yeah, from when true. we were kids. I think that studios have probably gotten more greed focused and noticed that trending downwards that like in adult, like adult marketed movies because, and, and I think they're also like, this is the first big opening weekend of the, of a like movie post pandemic or like, you know, in, in the pandemic, but that we're also not taking into account that studios have been real scared about releasing like non slam dunk properties. Like people with were big just budgets for sure with big budgets. I mean, and, and I'm sure they spent like uh, this nightmare alley. I've seen maybe one trailer for yeah, it. I have not seen a lot of marketing for it. The, the fucking, the native marketing for Spider-Man and like the regular, just like promoted marketing for Spider-Man Tremendous. has been, insane bro Tremendous, like yeah. insane and then but like nightmare alley it barely advertised i get i get why they make them yeah i get that i just am i i just maybe i maybe i'm overthinking it but i just don't get why people like them as much as they do like i get what i get enjoyment from a marvel movie i watch a marvel movie and i get it if it's not too bad if it's if it's black widow i lose interest really fast you know, but like a good Marvel movie, like a Thor Ragnarok or what was a recent one that was pretty good? Um, I don't know. But a good Marvel movie, I'll get some enjoyment from. But like people go nuts for this shit. Like they're selling the theater out. I mean, I don't get that much enjoyment out mm-hmm. of it. So maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe my quest for meaning in my films is a little more niche. Maybe most people are just like, I just want to go on a ride. Like well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want you to be that creative or deep. I want you just get the top notch CGI. Get. I want to see this character. I want these characters to say these lines. I need them to fight well, this guy, and, and that's it. And what can I take my family to? Like, yeah, when you're gonna true. sell. When you're selling, as opposed to like you know, single adults going to see movies that only adults can see in like maybe pairs. Yeah, like you have four or five people buying tickets. To you a don't movie take at a your time. kids to Dune. You don't take your kids to Dune. You don't take your kids to Nightmare Alley. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that I mean, the family aspect is one thing for sure. A lot of single folks go to these movies too. That's true. A lot true. of single folks get a lot of comic book nerds. That's true. Comic book nerd. I mean, like they've grown so much. Because yeah. like when I was a kid, like com- people read comic books. I wasn't didn't grow up in the golden age of comic books. Like. Late, late, like early nineties was not like a period where comic books, we played Pokemon cards. All right. Yeah. We played Pokemon, played magic, we played yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, that kind of shit. Yeah. The, comics. They were niche. They were niche. They were niche even among nerds. Yeah. And I'm a nerd. You went to comic book stores to do other nerdy shit. You went to comic book stores to play Pokemon. Yes. You went to comic right. book stores magic to play Magic. Yeah. That's what I did. But now everybody's a fucking comic book nerd. Yeah. Like they're all, everybody's in the comics. Since the films yeah. really took off. Disney is also really good at developing a culture around their IP. Mm. Like they're very like, because I mean, they can supplement it with, with the parks, with the, with experiences They can supplement it with like, with all their like news coverage and like basically like promoting videos or doing native advertising so that you are not just seeing 
promotions for a new movie, but you're seeing reels pop up of Tom Holland uh, saying something about Zendaya or like, you're yeah, seeing, yeah, yeah. You're seeing, and that's all, that's all, that's all part of it. Part of it. it. That's like sponsored content. That's it. It, it develops a, it. It kind of gives you these parasocial relationships with the people and the content. And then like you see a reel about Tom Holland, then you get a promoted post from, comic books about the Hawkeye series and, or you see, you know, you said this, these 10 people in the MCU that could defeat Thor or like, like, you know, it's just, they're, they grow their culture through advertising. And then you see stuff on like social media or like, you know, anywhere besides just like cable television and they're monitoring what you're interested in. So they see you like comic book type stuff and they're just going to feed you more and more of it. And there's an endless supply of it. Right. There's attention. a there's a lot of meat to this sandwich is what you're saying. There's yeah. a lot of meat to it and and maybe what I'm missing too is how broadly accessible. We talked about families, but it's like even for single people, like they they do paint with the with the biggest swath. Like mm-hmm. they, they 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 do have the massive budget. So mm-hmm. like you're going to get visually something that's very interesting some to watch. Be very interesting to watch. You're also going to get very attractive people. Yeah. And like you said, they they surround those very attractive people with bits of their lives and like the, with the social presence of them, like with the Zendaya and Tom Holland. Like you you follow Zendaya and Tom Holland, like the Chris Pratts, the Chris Evans. Like you follow them mm-hmm. on Twitter, you become more inve- you become invested in them. And it's it's like you're when the superheroes show up, your champions, I guess, arise on screen. Yeah, and you're like now battle the forces of evil. Yeah, it's I mean so it is accessible and it it's 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 co- kind of cool to see a niche nerddom become the most accessible nerddom. Yeah, the most By general nerd, nerddom and a very low barrier of entry to get into comic book knowledge now too mm-hmm. because they're you know the wealth of films. Yeah, you can just passively absorb information about these characters and. Yep. Like Aaron still hasn't even seen Endgame, but she knows everything. Yeah, well, that happened. You know, <laughs> yeah. But like, and uh, but but also, I think that like this article does make some good points about how like it is it is it's troublesome that you know maybe the it, because of economic trends we could see fewer adult geared dramas being widely distributed in movie theaters, which would be a huge shame. And I think we would, you would end up seeing some pretty, you you would, you would notice the economic fallout of it later, I think. But also like the first movie to do well since the, like since March of 2020 doing really well. And then the other two not doing well after a year or more of all movies doing, performing like dog shit is not, Th- does not mark the end of the modern drama, you right. know. Like, yeah, I th- I think this is a little <laughs> premature. Yeah, I mean, well, movie stats are tough anyway. There's just never yeah. not much data. Well, it's like, <laughs> what art is popular? Yeah, what art will be popular? <laughs> it's, I don't. I, if you can predict that, you will be massively wealthy. Yeah, like, you you can predict that even in a little bit, you will be uh, massively wealthy. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm I'm coming I'm coming. A, a better understanding of them. I still feel the same way personally about these types of movies. Like I, I don't get all jazzed up for them. I, yeah. I, now I feel like I'm a toot my own horn. I feel like I've grown s- leaps and bounds as I was younger, and I just bashed everybody. Yeah. Being like, you know what, just fucking generic trash, <laughs> you fucking basic ass. 
now I'm starting to I'm just trying to gain a little more empathy and understanding for, for these these movies. And that's important. And it is important. So good on you, Tom Holland, and we're all proud of you for Va- Dayton Zendaya. Good for you. Even though she's taller than you. Um and, and Good for you, you, King. Good for you, Short King. I'm sure you're also <laughs> but I do gotta like get you a little bit because you did get up in there and be like, Who cares if she's five ten and I'm five eight? That's no big deal. Tom Holland. You are not 5'8". You are 5'8", the same way Joe Rogan is 5'8". You are 5'8", the same way Tom Cruise is 5'8". Man, I firmly believe that both Joe Rogan and Tom Cruise are like 5'3". <laughs> and and I've... Tom Holland is not that short. He is he is short as short as Joe Rogan. He might be shorter. No way. Tom Holland is so short, Liam. Please look at an no image of him. No way. Like, in, in any moment in his life. Like, he is a short... I mean, he's, he's very attractive, very talented, very, very athletic, shape. all these things. Very good dancer. You know, if, if I'm going to be a little pause, has a fantastic butt. I've seen <laughs> Tom Holland's butt, and it has tricked me. Okay, so here he is. He's maybe two inches shorter than Robert Downey. Yeah. And how, how tall is Let's see what, what Robert Downey's height is purported to be. Ring-a-ding-ding. Internet calling. Trying to give you the answer to your question. 5'9". So I'd say Tom Holland it's probably is... Five, probably 5'7". Probably 5'6", 5'7". Yeah. What, which is fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying... No, for real. Joe Rogan, Tom Cruise, like 5'3", bro. I think Joe Rogan is like 5'5". Five, five. You think he's 5'5"? Five, five? Yeah. He always... Okay, so he does this thing. He wears heels. He also like leans his whole he does, that's body what, back every, and like his head up is every time he's in a picture. He was in a picture with just a regular dude from yeah. a couple of years ago that... Popped up on Reddit, and I was like, and he, like, towered above Joe Rogan. Like, just a normal-looking dude. Yeah. I'm like, bro. Like, I saw him walk up on that stage when he did the show with uh, Dave Chappelle and Tom Segura and everything. Yeah. His, the heels on his shoes. You got to, I don't know what that thing is. You you have to click it, though. You you have to click it. Oh. You just, you click the check. Look at that. It says right there. It was right there for you, though. Joe Rogan height, 5'8". No, not, not like not even not even on your your best day. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I my whole point was to say that I am very much for us ending some of these height bullshit, bro. Look at Tom Segura from, <laughs> from like years ago. God, he damn. looks so much better now. Damn, Tom. <laughs> but like, I'm super for us not being so uh, critical of men's heights in relation to women and like for relationship stuff. I think that oh, shit yeah. is real whack. The only point I was going to make was <laughs> in doing that, you're kind of hurting your cause a little bit by lying about your height. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I was like, you should be straight up. Be like, yeah, I'm five, six. What up? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, bro, you're a giant movie star. Who's dating another giant movie star. <laughs> you're doing pretty fucking good, but you're still lying yeah. about your height. Yeah. Which I just thought was kind of funny. And Joe Rogan, you will, you are not five. The reason that I think it's funny about Rogan is just because it's like so clearly something that he's so pressed about, so like pressed about all the time. Like uh, also, I mean, there's so many things like the side view on his podcast, which I don't watch anymore. Like his yeah. chair is so pushed up. Yeah. Like it's so, you can see his feet not touch the ground. <laughs> I, I, you can see that his knees are like right underneath the table. Too. Yes. I see. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you need to be a little more comfortable with your height. 
you know? and you, it really wouldn't be a thing. Like now, you're gonna take the the, the ridicule mm-hmm. for sure, no matter what you do, because the whole the internet has clued on to your insecurity, as the internet will always do. Yeah, and but right when the, you should have just been like, you know what, I'm short. It's like I'm short, and then it would have been fine. Just be fucking short. Just be short. But stop trying to be. I think it's probably possible. Like he, he tries to be this like super big tough guy too. Yeah. But like you can be a tough guy and be short. Yeah. It's not uh, short guys can be intimidating. Yes, for sure. You are still. He still has giant hands and he's built like a little gorilla. Yeah. It's like just be short. Just be a short Own being gorilla short. man. But you couldn't. You also are a Republican shill now. Yeah. And I think big time. I really do think that you are super in the pocket of some other super wealthy people cuz you got wealthy enough to like uh-huh. be in those super wealthy people meetings and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey bro, you're like you want to be a billionaire mm-hmm. in like a couple years?" Cuz you can yeah. cuz you're at that point where you can be a billionaire in a couple years. It's like succession. It's like, "Hey, welcome to the bottom of the top." All yeah. right. Yeah. And it, that's exactly right. You can uh you can flourish or you can just chill where you are. Yeah, I personally would just chill. I personally would just chill too. God, I mean, good I, Lord. that will never be worth even a fraction of what Joe Rogan is worth. No, but not like, even a close to that. But if I were, I would. There's no way you could like you could press me to be like in the pocket of these major. I'd just be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I have enough money to do whatever I want. And it's like, well, don't you want the super mega extra yacht with the extra gold? And it's like, no, I'm good. They're like, you only want. A regular a regular yacht? You don't like, want the double duck double decker? Double decker? Double ducks. And I'll be like, No, I'm good. See, I think what what One you're deck. describing is kinda how I fell out of favor with a lot of that kind of motivational bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because I do think there is a, a lot to be said for dedication and hard work. But sometimes I used to celebrate these like these people like Joe Rogan that did it to an extreme. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kinda like <sighs> Bro, it's really diminishing returns. Yeah. You know, at a certain point, you really should be happy with yourself and what you've accomplished and then probably spend your efforts trying to make other people like make do better by for other people around the world. Yeah. It's like once you're healthy and comfortable and like are once you're straight taken care of, like yeah, the hole inside of you is not going to be filled with money and success. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I just at a certain point, I've, I just. I don't like it. I think it's when I think it's I think it's power for a lot of people. Yeah. I think it's when that power hook gets put into the back of your brain. I think that gets in pretty deep because, like, you know, he's he's been out there fucking meeting with like Greg Abbott and like talking about like Ted Cruz and shit. It's like you're 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 meeting with high level politicians oh. at this point, and there's only one reason to do that. Did you see that fucking Stephen Colbert thing where he was like, oh yeah, where he was like, you just can't be friends with politicians. This it was so ridiculous because Stephen Colbert was dancing, yeah, <laughs> dancing with, with Chuck, Chuck Schumer, Schumer. Like, which is something that, by the way, he used to do on the Colbert yes. Report all the fucking time. Yes, that was something he was. He was. It was just a video, and he started dancing. Chuck Schumer was dancing. It was just a lighthearted little thing, and he just went on. And then they just show like clips of him hanging out with the governor. Yeah. Like governor of Texas. Him. Yeah. Hanging out with the governor. Talking about Ted Cruz. Talking about Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. God, I'm glad that I don't listen to that motherfucker show no more. Yeah. He's a, I just can't with him. He's a straight shill now. I just, yeah. I'm like, bro, there, there are people, there's like 16 year olds on Reddit that could whip your ass with the things you're talking about on a regular basis. Like the thing, the topics that you bring up on a regular basis and you've asserted these same points. There's 16 year olds that could, 
pow, 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 blow mm-hmm. all your points out the fucking water. But you won't even listen to anyone. He had two medical doctors on his show, both telling me he was wrong about COVID, and he ignored them both and continues to talk about it. I'm yeah. like, you're you're a jackass. Like, yeah. you you are a jackass. And he had that quack cardiologist come on and be like, this is what I believe is what you believe. And he's like, you're a good doctor. He's like, Sanjay Gupta, not so much. Like, he really had a, a quack cardiologist go on there and bullshit with him? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, for like that's, three that's, hours. That's dangerous bullshit right there. Yeah. Because if people are like, oh, it's a doctor. Well, you know what? If you're already... In that camp, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't be an absolutist, but it that is that is some nonsense bullshit. If you're still riding with Rogan, though, I mean, like, well, if you're still riding with Rogan, you been, you're you're in the I'm not going to get vaccinated camp. Yeah, he's I, been borderline for a long time. Like, it was has. really with COVID. Yeah, man, like COVID straight like that's put, where it, where it, it went. Shoo. Yeah, as it advanced many things, it advanced the the shilling and like conspiracy. Like, because it used to be like ah oh, Rogan. Has, it, it, it's fun to watch him talk to Alex Jones because Alex Jones is a, a funny idiot. He's a clown. But now now it's like, no, Rogan is just going to agree with whatever the Alex Jones type says. Yeah, he's he's really, he's really right there with him now. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't like dipped all the way, but he, he's played played to that fiddle tune for too long. And he played too damn much. He played too damn much. It really, it really was. That was the end of it. Because it was like, he would talk about like sleep science and cars and, you know the space and things like that. He taught to different experts and it'd be like a marathon runner than the a cardiologist or like a real one and like yeah. other stuff. People would come on there, but then it's just been just people being like trans people, basically liars and make believe shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID really is some lying. Like uh, liberal media is censoring conservative voices. It was just like every yeah. week it was like that. And by the by the second time he brought up, down up an author who I looked on the comments and they're like, hey, this woman has been debunked. And mm-hmm. like, I just went through like a long thread of like, it's that Deborah So woman who just was like really kind of, I think discredited throughout academia for theory. He brought her on multiple times. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. Christina P brought her on too one time. I was like, well, Christina P is just like, she, you know, she, I, we love, we love her. We love Christina P, but she, she, she is sh- along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, I mean, from, from back in the day, just platforming all the little Ben Shapiro's and Milo Yiannopoulos's. And it's like, that yeah. was all like, there was all, that was all well and good. That was all like the debate bros. That was when they were still thriving in yeah. the SJW era when they were just like, it's just giving a platform to people who have, other like who who don't have voices in the mainstream media and it's like okay yeah 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 okay but like now it's like it, but he would still mostly have comedians mostly have like dietitians or athletes and people would come on and mostly they would talk yeah yeah and he would ask them to elaborate on things that they had to say like they would have a pro they would have a, a program he was or still learning he was still learning and like now and he would pretty well contain himself to their field of expertise. But now, no matter who is on, he's going to ask you about COVID. Yep. He's going to talk to you about censorship. He's going to talk about trans people in sports. Talk to you about trans people in sports. Talk to you about cancel culture. Yep. And it's just like, hey, these are just your pet issues because these are like, you, you would just have fallen into the the YouTube hole of like, you just, you watch, you went to like, 
it was like, oh, you like you are Joe Rogan? Well, let me serve you your own algorithm. How about you watch a little Jordan Peterson? Yeah. How about you then follow that up with a little Ben Shapiro? You feeling yeah. the Ben Shapiro? Let's get on down to some Steven Crowder. How about that? Okay, you want to go on down to Steven Crowder? Let's, let's, why don't we talk about, you like the war room? With little Steve Bannon? <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> some Bannon in there. Was like, you want feed a little? You want a little Fox News? We trust Fox News, don't we? Now, yes, we trust Fox News. <laughs> they, 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 mm-hmm. Mainstream re- media, except Fox News. You always remind me when you do that shit of that fucking old lady Muppet in the labyrinth when like <laughs> she falls into like her little dreamland, after the, and she's like, "We like our Flopsy. Need Flopsy. Can't forget our Flopsy. You like little bear? Got your best little bear." <laughs> and it's just like congratulations now you're a right wing show um well we ended up talking about joe rogan you know instead of the next article merry which was, christmas <laughs> marjorie taylor green owns three stocks owns stock in <laughs> she owns three <laughs> stocks it's three stock in fact <laughs> that's what i was about to say she owns three stock yeah this is um this oh registered access no, we can't even get in there so let's she, she owns stock in like five and i mean like one she i think she owns stock in like pfizer and um johnson and johnson and i think astrazeneca like she owns stock in like three of the big vaccine covid vaccine manufacturers she has said that she's not vaccinated which i doubt i mean she probably i i don't think she's above lying about something like that but this just she's above lying about anything yeah this just shows like she's like invested in companies that pr- produce vaccines. Yeah. So like moral obligation, whatever. I'm sure like anybody who's stupid enough to be a Marjorie Taylor Greene fan would be like, she's just smart. I mean, she's that's smart, smart trying to make money. She's just profiting off of you, sheep. That's all that is. It's just mm-hmm. like, no, she knows that these companies are going to be profitable because she knows that the product that they make is necessary for the public good. So it's going to be bought en masse by governments and by private institutions. So, She's invested in them heavily. Like one of her investments was under the fifteen thousand dollar cap, but two of the other ones were between the fifty fifteen and fifty thousand dollar mark. Wow! But I mean, I have a problem with uh, Congress people owning stock. Period. 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 Full stop. I mean, you can have all the stock you want before you get into Congress. Yeah, but I don't feel like you should be able to purchase stock once you're in Congress. No, and that's, I think, that's goes for all the Democratic senators to do that shit too, especially Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who really be trifling on that. And so. who is a big bullshitter whenever yeah. it gets brought up. She's yeah. like, oh, no, no, we won't keep that. We won't keep that. It's you like, really shouldn't be trading stocks. While you're you, a public servant, you should not privately. You directly affect the profitability of profitability of these companies and their stocks there's no way to avoid insider trading when this it's impossible <laughs> like you're you set the policy like it's it's ridiculous and you're armed like you're armed with so much information yeah that like <laughs> yeah. that the public isn't even allowed to know so there's no way for anybody to legally check up on your insider knowledge with until it's too late like if you want to be a public servant you serve the public. If you want to be rich, you go off and be rich. Private but, sector. Yeah, you they they should have to be as 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 closely monitored and and controlled as people who actually work in finance. We've like, muddled the line just too much. It's it seems hard to think about how to get back because the line has just been muddled between the private and public sector for so long now. Yeah, that you know, but. But it's also just like, hey, if you're ever wondering like why somebody would say such 
outlandish and crazy things like you know Marjorie Taylor Greens and all the little the Q and Jewish folks. space lasers, Jewish space JFK lasers. Junior coming back. It's like if you if you see somebody spouting off some shit that you read on B or Pole, yeah, they're profiting on yeah, either just, off of yeah. you or just in general. So don't trust that person. Yeah, just know that they are making money on you. Yeah, whether you're outraged or agree with them, they are making money on you. Yeah, that's the whole game. Like it almost too. I think needs to be addressed as such. Like when a Marjorie Taylor Greene comes up and says something, like I, I just like don't respond directly what she's saying. Respond to the heart of what she's saying. Just be like, so your constituents, so and so, like they're, you know, obviously telling you to say this, and we want to know, you know, what you're going to be doing for them next quarter. Yeah, because you're not working for the people back in Georgia that you're making thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah maximum a lot in the areas that you're from so you're from a very poor section of georgia oh yeah so let's not even worry about that let's not ask you about the stuff that you're not going to do for them what are you going to be doing for chemical x company in quarter two of this year what is what's your policy to get them i i think that's how you should talk to her just be like as a shareholder in uh, johnson and johnson how what are you going to how are you going to leverage your position in congress to sell more baby powder yeah how can you tell me that right now because I'm just because I'm not it. interested in the in this dog and pony show you're putting on. No, like, what are I, you doing? Yeah. Like what? What are your action? How are your actions going to result in more fucking wipes getting moved? Yeah. Like how are you personally? Like are you a double agent and you're? Because look, I'm trying to get on this hustle. Yeah. Like tell me how the business moves get made. Babe. Let's get in. Can you give me a little small loan? She's like, no, no, no. That's not my role in, <laughs> in all this. Stuff. My role is to distract. Yeah. From these policies. And to raise money for, you know, from the Republican base. To, That's, to grift cash out of, like, fundamentalist, crazy, like, zealots. She's like, so good job pinpointing where my old lie. <laughs> but I still can't discuss those things because I'm, I'm really not good of a business person. I am a sideshow. Yeah. But I'm good at that. I'm really good at that. And I do have a man face. Yes, she, yes, she does. Uh, oh, and I do as well. I have a man's face. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> well, this has been uh, a, a a happy to be here, uh, but largely uh, pessimistic. Sorry about that. <laughs> episode before Christmas. Liam and DeGranch. But we, you know, we love y'all. And we thank y'all for listening. And we hope y'all have a good Christmas. And we will not be stealing the presents from your house. Well, not at all. You keep your presents. <laughs> you keep them. I'm happy you have them. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to check my presents after you leave. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. For no reason. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.